you doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel, take a fly, ship me trace it out of Zion. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome to episode number 60 of Fantasy Fuel. We've got a great show in store for you today. Got a lot of questions we're going to answer from our fans, our social media, and all over the internet. But first, I am your host, John Eddie Jr. With me as always, Tom Tuttle. How are you doing, Tom? I am doing very well, and I'm a little tired today, but... I'm ready to answer some questions for people who need some help. That's good, because I've got plenty for you, and good. like most times, you probably have no idea what's coming at you, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> we usually have a game plan, at least some kind of outline. This one is just, hey, I'm going to throw some questions out there, and we're going to answer them. So hopefully uh, I answer them the way uh, that need to be answered. <laughs> And you sure. Them too, I'm not just saying you don't get a choice. Oh, come on. This was just going to be the Tom show, but No, 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 no. All right. That would that wouldn't work. <laughs> Foiled again. All <laughs> right. Let's start off. The news around the National Football League. Yes, there is a little bit of news, not much going on. It's We're leading up to the draft and all that good stuff, but we do have a couple of minor signings and extensions, and the first minor signing I wanted to talk about was what many probably out there in the uneducated fantasy world are going to think as the next Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> Austin Safarian Jenkins has signed with the Patriots, and every time a tight end signs with the Patriots, there is an uproar in the fantasy world. What do you think about Austin Safarian Jenkins, since you've already had him on the Jets for a short time? Well, the time that he was on the Jets doesn't really count as him being a tight end. That was just him <laughs> being on a team. Yes. Um this does give him a little bit of an uptick to be on the Patriots, but it's not going to be the next Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> so we need to calm our jets a little bit if you're thinking that. But I think it makes him worth a pickup. I mean, it's not it's not the worst situation in the world to have a tight end on the Patriots. So no, it's not, it's not a bad thing. You're definitely not wrong there. I mean, with the limited tight end resources that we have out there, <laughs> You're going to have to take him earlier than he's probably worth taking. But (laughs) there's potential there, obviously, but he's going to have to learn Tom Brady in one short offseason, and I don't know that that's going to be enough for him. He's he's not been able to hang on anywhere, and there's got to be a reason for that. Yeah, I think there is a reason for that, and that's that's not the greatest tight end in the world. But... If you're on the Patriots, they can always make anything happen. So, Very, very true. Uh, Patriots also had a couple of people in for visits today, one of them being Demarius Thomas and the other being TJ Yeldon. 
Why they need another running back in the mix, yeah. I don't know. Not that they've signed him already or anything. So, <laughs> yeah. But they're doing their due diligence. Demarius Thomas, however, I think yeah. could play a semi-decent role if he were to sign with the Patriots. Yeah, I could definitely see him being uh, I could see him being a part of the Patriots. TJ Yeldon makes no sense, though. That, that is like, why? Why would you even get somebody that you don't need it? You just go with somebody else as your third string running back because that's what he'd be. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a doubt that he'd be the third string running back, unless they have doubts about Sony Michelle and his injuries last yeah. year. I, I don't know. I'm just speculating. I, <laughs> <laughs> this is what we yeah. do on the show. I bring up a point that maybe, maybe not. I don't know. <sighs> yeah, I doubt he signs there. You would think he'd want to play a bit bigger of a role because he was good in pass catching situations last year. We talked about him in the running back free agent episode. So, I mean, I I don't know, maybe it, maybe it puts a little dent in James white just a bit. I don't know Yeah. because he, what he's the pass catching running back on that backfield. I mean, so is showing Michelle to a certain extent, but I mean, if they're going to, are they just going to roll out all three of them (laughs) all at the same time and say, Hey, let's just, do something different nobody else has really done before. Hey, it's Bill Belichick. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Nope. It could happen. Maybe Bill Belichick liked the way the 49ers were conducting their running back business, and he wants to have four running backs in every game for as long as humanly possible. So, I mean, this this is the, the Bill Belichick way. Get as many running backs as you possibly yeah. can to confuse all of the fantasy football owners. Yes. That's, that's what he wants to do in life. That is the one consistent thing Bill Belichick has done <laughs> <laughs> for the fantasy world. Yeah, that's true. All right. Uh, the Giants have finalized a four-year, $41 million extension with Sterling Shepard. So yeah. let's get rid of our franchise wide receiver and sign our number two guy, who is good as a number two, yeah. not a number one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No, but, uh, I mean, you got to have something. I mean, I think he's still young enough to where it's – <laughs> it's not going to save your franchise, but it's something you can kind of sort of build around as long as you get another number one and it can't just be golden Tate. No, I mean, they have to have somebody else. So We'll see. Uh, like you said, there's plenty of time and yeah. we both like Sterling Shepard. We've, we've said that on the show before. I just don't know if he is that $10 million per year guy especially for the Giants. I mean, I guess if they got him for four years and they can turn around the franchise in the next couple of years, he'll still be there and maybe they've got an offense and a defense by then. I I don't know. (laughs) We can say one thing. They will have another quarterback by then. That we know for almost 100%. I would sure hope so, my goodness. (laughs) If they don't take some quarterback in this draft that has a legit shot of replacing Eli Manning next year. I have no faith left in the Giants organization. (laughs) It's pretty much a given. They're going to get somebody. Whether or not he plays, we'll find out. That is very, very true. All right. Next on the agenda. It's a little early, but... And now it's time for Twat. This week's Antonio Troubles. Uh, we had we had a week off with 
this week's Antonio Troubles, but it came roaring back this week. Oh, as many wow. of you have probably seen, Antonio Brown has taken a shot at Juju, and I do not understand what his issue is. He replied to Juju Smith-Schuster by putting a text he had gotten from Juju while Juju was still in college, just sincerely, respectfully asking Antonio Brown what he can do to become better, to get ready for the NFL, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And all AB, Mr. Big Chest himself, did was reply with a picture of him with his finger over his mouth with a shh motion. <laughs> what are you doing? I, I, I just, Antonio Brown, can you just shut up for just a little while? Nope. No, he can't. He doesn't know what he's, he doesn't know what he's doing. And I think that's why he keeps doing what he's doing. If that makes any sense at all. <laughs> no, not really, but it doesn't <laughs> me, matter at this point. To me, it makes sense, but he's, he's just not making any sense. That's, Plain and simple. There were a couple other players in the league that uh, had their take on it. Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey said at first he thought the Antonio Brown tweets were fake. He says taking shots at former teammates is unlike anybody who's a professional athlete. Yeah. I can't argue with Marlon on that one. Vince Williams, Steelers linebacker, says, I don't address my personal relationships via social media like attention whores and clowns. If I got your number, I call. If I got your Addy, I pull up. That one makes about as much sense. So, oh, my goodness. But apparently, AB has now also gone on to say that he's going to take a short break from social media. <laughs> Right. <laughs> After he's already made a million more Juju fans because <laughs> Juju has done nothing wrong. I mean, AB came at him because he fumbled once. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> I saw somebody post a a picture of Antonio Brown stepping out of bounds that would have uh, if he would have made it to the end zone instead of stepping out of bounds, <laughs> they would have had a really good chance of making the playoffs that year. So it, it comes all back around full circle. You better not um, point your finger at somebody else. if you, <laughs> Like they say, <laughs> you always got three pointing back at you. That's... He makes his own mistakes as well. Yep. And on the other side of the former Pittsburgh Steeler coin, Le'Veon Bell, he showed up to day one of optional offseason workouts, which if he didn't have would have caused an absolute uproar, I believe. So he's at least starting off doing the right thing. And let's he hope he stays yeah. on that course. <laughs> he needs to because, while well, one, he's got to get back into real football shape. Yes. And it's not, I mean, I'm not saying he's not in good shape, but he's got to get in football shape. There's a big difference. Yep. And I don't know if you have seen, actually, because I just saw it a little bit before we got onto the show and we didn't discuss it yet. The Jets have made a running back signing. Oh, I probably missed it. Then, <laughs> I don't know who it is. That would be former Packers running back Ty Montgomery. <laughs> what say you, Mr. Jet? I mean, he's <laughs> he's going to be I don't know, he's like a 2B, 2A, 2B. 
I don't know. I, I just don't want him. There's no point in having him. You got Le'Veon, and then you got McGuire, and I kind of don't mind Trenton Cannon. Why do we need Montgomery? Maybe he's going to be returning kicks from seven yards deep in the end zone for you. That's fine. Sure. Whatever. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's Ty Montgomery. He... He will make waves if Le'Veon Bell starts getting a little bit of an injury bug or something like that. He's like, oh, oh, here comes Ty Montgomery. He's going to yeah. be absolutely gangbusters for like three weeks, and then he's going to get hurt, and then nobody will want a Jets running back, period. I actually, I actually really liked Ty Montgomery a couple of years ago, but it just, yeah. I mean, he's just completely fallen off the map <laughs> and he's just fallen apart completely. Yes. So it's, just, it's not really worth for the Jets to do, but hey. I guess you want to do what you got to do. I don't care. <laughs> yes. It's just as long as Le'Veon is healthy, I don't care who they have in, at the second guy. But, yeah, that's crazy to me. Like, OMG, it's, like, so totally the cringeworthy <laughs> player of, like, the week. <gasps> yes, it's time for our cringeworthy player of the week and that cringeworthy-esque bump for you all to introduce <laughs> our player. I don't know why I find that one... Very funny. A big thanks to Mr. Brady Hendricks for supplying some of our bumps for our show the last couple of times. And our cringeworthy play of the week is Leonard Fournette. <laughs> we, we've had our issues with Leonard Fournette, and I finally have come around. I'm like, okay, he's good value in, in the uh, the best ball draft that I did a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, okay, this is great. And then I... I get a message today saying that Leonard Fournette's been arrested. I'm like, oh, no, here we go. What is it this time? Well, apparently he forgot to pay a fine for a traffic ticket. So obviously that means your license is suspended and you should pay your ticket. And <laughs> That's what I don't get. You're making a lot of money. You should be able to pay your traffic ticket. I mean, everybody gets a traffic ticket from time to time, but you got to pay it. I mean, it can't be that expensive. <laughs> Maybe he just thought, whatever, I'll do it later and just completely forgot. I don't know. All I know is that you got to pay your traffic tickets or you will get arrested. <laughs> and that's where we're at. <laughs> it's just so stupid. Just, just mm-hmm. get your stuff done like don't wait procrastination is not good i'm guilty of it but it's not i'm not gonna let something get to the point where i'm gonna get arrested for my procrastination (laughs) so now just for fantasy purposes if anybody has leonard fournette in their league and you'd like to try and get him now is the time just send that person a little quick text saying (laughs) leonard fournette has been arrested I'm willing to give you a second round rookie pick for him right now. Where do you stand? <laughs> I, I don't know if it'll work. You'll have, but <laughs> you'll have to be one of the worst newbies in the world to say, "Oh, he's been arrested. I gotta get rid of this guy." <laughs> uh, that's not gonna not gonna happen. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, shoot, go for it. You never know. <laughs> Try it. You never ever know. Well. Everyone, if I may have your attention, it is time for the cringeworthy player of the week. What's that? A we second? A second cringeworthy player of the week? 
<laughs> yes, that's correct. We're having two cringeworthy player of the weeks, and the second one is Jamal Charles. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, hold on. He's not really a player anymore. So, oh, he's definitely not a player anymore. But <laughs> he's very cringeworthy right now, at least yeah. in my opinion, because he's been spouting off saying that his numbers should put him in the Hall of Fame, however short his career was. And I just, if you're already campaigning for the Hall of Fame, and I don't even know if he's been out of the league for a full year yet, you're probably not going to get there in the first place, and I don't think it matters how much you make a case for it. It's just not going to happen. By the way, Tom, what were his numbers last year? Uh, well, <laughs> he had a total of six rushes. So six, I mean, but okay, well, well he must have had a pretty decent, you know, yards off of that. Uh, well, let's, let's see, he had seven yards huh. on six rushes, which is an average of 1.2 yards <laughs> per carry. That is just Hall of Fame worthy. And I'm not going to knock on him because he was great for a long time. He is but, fantasy football Hall of Fame worthy. I will yeah, give him that, that every is, time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was, uh, what, 2012. Well, let's not even do that, even though he had more yards. Let's go 2013. He had 1,287 yards, 12 touchdowns, and he had 70 receptions <laughs> to go with that, with yeah. 693 yards on them receptions, which puts you – oh, how many – he had seven touchdowns and receptions. So that's a really amazing year. I mean, no doubt about that. He was probably, I'm guessing, the best uh, running back in the in the league that year. At least darn close. Yeah, had to be, had to be close. If you had him, because I believe that year he had a couple of amazing games in the fantasy playoffs. So you had him that year, you probably were at least advancing to the championship game. So yes, yes. he's he may not get a bust in the uh, Canton Pro Football Hall of Fame, but he will have a bust in wherever the Fantasy Football Hall of Fame is, if oh, that yeah. ever comes to be. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> but that is enough of our funny little gags this week. We are going to answer some questions. We are taking them from our phone line. We're taking them from our Facebook page. We're taking them from Fantasy Football Stardom or Sidham's homepage. We're taking them from the sleeper app where we've got questions upon questions and we'll start off with Jordan from Colorado. He sent us a text. He's got some keeper questions. And the first one is he said, Hey guys, this is Jordan from Colorado. I wanted to get your opinion on my keepers. I'm the reigning champ and need your help to nice. get to go back to back. He has, it does not say how many keepers he gets, so we'll we'll give him a little rundown of the values of these guys. Uh, his keepers could possibly be uh, keeping Saquon Barkley for a first rounder, yep. OBJ for a second rounder, okay. Julio Jones for a third rounder, oh, I like that. Travis Kelsey for a fourth rounder, and 13th round for Jared Goff and 15th round for Baker Mayfield. Now, Tom and I are going to cross two people off of this list right now because it yeah. is a 10-team half PPR league, and there's zero reason, Jordan, for you to keep a quarterback in a 10-team league. So, right. yeah. 
we've got four guys to talk about here and we have to remember he's the reigning champ. So I'm assuming he's going to be picking late in the first round. Right. So that means makes sense. Saquon Barkley would be his with the 10th pick in the first round. That's insanely good value. Yeah. Well, that would be, yeah. I mean, you're getting him in the last pick in the first round. That's, I mean, he's the first pick off the board in most drafts, so that's really good value there. And if that's the case and it's a snake draft, that means OBJ would possibly be the first pick in the second round, so not a ton of value there. Um, well, I'll, let me think about that for a second. Because, Well, I guess, yeah, if it's a 10-team it's a ten team league, it's not a ton of – it's still good value. I still like it. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, the third round, that would be the last pick in the third round. So this is like pick 30 for Julio Jones. That's pretty good value right there. Yeah, that's really good value. That's going to be a hard one for me to go from either Julio or Saquon Barkley because Barkley's got really good value in the first round. I mean, I understand that you're going to take him in the first round anyway, but coming to the 10th spot's really valuable. But Julio Jones was really good last year. Um, despite all the the facts that we had last year to say that he wasn't <laughs> right, he was, um, he was really good. So if he can continue that, I almost, man, that's tough because I, I think I'm leaning towards Julio, but it's really hard to pass up Barkley on the 10th pick. And the last one there was uh fourth round Travis Kelsey, which would be yeah. like the first pick in the fourth round, which he's been going late second. So that's pretty good value for him. But if I could only choose one, I think I would still go Barkley myself just because you're not going to get him at the 10th pick. But Julio is amazing value there in the third round. And then I would take Kelsey and OBJ last out of those four. Is that close to what you're thinking? Are you you going Julio? OBJ is probably the... I mean, the value there for OBJ isn't as great as I was thinking because for some reason I, my head was going backwards and I thought OBJ was at the beginning of the third round. Or uh. I was thinking. But, yeah, that's not going to be as great a value. So I would say, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much you need Kelsey in the fourth, but it would it would be helpful to have a tight end you know is going to be Yes. Fed the ball a ton, especially if Tyreek Hill's not going to be playing this year. All right, so there's mine. I go Barkley, Julio, Kelsey, OBJ, and your order is? Uh, Julio, Barkley. I mean, that's a coin toss for me. Yeah. I, I, I can't make that decision. And then I probably go Kelsey and OBJ. All right, there you go, Jordan. Thank you for the question. Now we will move over to question from the Fantasy Fuel page on Facebook. Mr. Gary, who lives in between Tom and I, (laughs) uh, he has asked, with the new additions to the Browns offense, will there be enough targets for David Njoku? Hmm. I think there's going to be some target. I I wouldn't hang your hat on it, but I would say he's still tied in. So I would not panic if you have him or if you're, thinking about getting them that's fine but i mean there's not a whole lot of other tight ends that i would put any trust in and i think that that offense is going to be pretty good so i would assume 
they're going to try and cover the Jarvis Landry and OBJ. So they're going to try. So, <laughs> somebody's somebody's going to be squeezing through the middle, being open there, and it could very well be in Joku. So I would take a chance if you're thinking about him at all. I I'd take a chance. He he's right in that second to third tier of tight ends this year yeah. after the top three with Kittle, Ertz, and Kelsey. Then you're kind of throwing some darts at who you think is going to be the next one, and and Joku he he's got the opportunity to if. They're playing the wide receivers, and Baker Mayfield learns how to throw to his tight end. He could be in for a big year. I I, I don't yes. know, but you can't count on it just yet. Right. I completely agree with that assessment. That's perfect. All right. Gary also asked one more question, and I know why he asked that question. He says, uh, how much is Tyreek Hill's value affected with his current situation? And he asked this knows what's going on because I'm, I was, I'm trying to get some kind of information out of him because I don't know where he thinks Tyreek Hill because I, I was in this league that he has him in. I was trying to get some kind of information of how he feels about Tyreek Hill, but he's not really giving that up. So, I mean, I think he's got value. The thing is because I, I do want him. Uh, the only problem is, is if he doesn't play, this is going to be a really big problem. So if I trade something to him and Tyreek goes absolutely nothing and he's not going to play, I could trade way too much for him because the guys that I could give up or even some – I don't have a lot of draft picks left in that league. <laughs> no, you but, don't. <laughs> but uh, the guys I could give up are young, pretty valuable guys that could – be something in the future not saying they're always going to be something right now but they definitely have uh, opportunity and that would be it's it's tough because if you you just have it's really this is the hardest this is a hard question for me to answer maybe you <laughs> could answer it a little bit because i honestly don't know what to think about tyreek hill i know that if he plays it's going to be awesome but if he doesn't play you you, you have nothing, and that's never good. Obviously, that is the the very surface of that situation is yeah. if he doesn't play, you've got nothing. If he does, he's going to be fine because Patrick Mahomes loves right. him yeah. some Tyreek Hill. Now, in the league you're talking about, he is on the absolute most amazing contract and salary that you could think of because he was a free agent pickup when he started yeah. coming out. So he got on a min contract. I mean, he is like under a dollar still, I think, in this league where quarterbacks are going for $10, $12. We've had wide receivers. Antonio Brown is like a $22 contract. So $22 for Antonio Brown or a dollar for Tyreek Hill. When you <laughs> think about that, it is such an amazing, amazing deal. It's Normally, I would, sorry, <laughs> normally I would tell somebody just hang on to him. But Gary, the way he's been trading a lot lately, it doesn't really seem like he's trying to win now. So I understand why he's trying to trade him. But, man, right now it's really hard to trade somebody like this away and get the correct value out of him. It's really difficult. If, if you know Gary like I do, you would know that he decided to just do something different this year. He had a decent <laughs> team to start with. And he just traded it all away, and he's got draft picks and young guys, and he just wanted to do something different. So he went and he blew it up, and he's starting over from scratch. So 
he wanted to it know. Could work. Yeah, he wanted to know what Tyreek Hill's value is, and I think right now, because there is no extra news out there about him, he didn't just get pulled over and arrested for not paying a traffic ticket. He, he's right. just he is calm right now. If you can try and trade him right now, now is the time to do it because you'll be able to get something in return for him unless it's somebody that is super, super on top of things. It, it He yeah. is he's able to be traded right now, and I'd have a hard time not trading him myself right now. It, I, it, the problem is, is when you're on the other side, you have a hard time giving up a lot because even though he's worth a lot when he's playing, but if he is just not going to be on the field, you don't want to give up your entire <laughs> young roster to get a guy like this. But if, if he does play, it's completely worth it. That's, yep. that's the situation, the sticky situation we're in. It's going to be really difficult for me to give even not being in, in this possible trade that we could do. I don't know whether or not what he's thinking, but even being in this situation, I don't think I can give you an answer either way. It's nope. really difficult for me. It's it's very tough to tough to answer that question, but I, I told Gary I still have my 2021 picks. If he's interested, I yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to go down that road, but I don't know how how much he wants to just blow it up <laughs> and like, well, I'll rebuild this year and next year, or I, how's that going to work? I, but I mean draft picks or draft picks i mean if you don't want tyree kill you don't want him that's up to him but he's on a two-year contract at like what 60 some cents or 90 some cents? yeah it's what. less than a dollar still it's yeah. it's ridiculous the fine if it, if it was a five-year contract that's a completely different story oh yeah There's i'd take no that way, in a heartbeat no <laughs> gotten a five-year contract on that no it's not possible nope but yeah uh, but uh, yes, thank you, Gary. Those were definitely very fantasy relevant questions oh, right now. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, let's move over to some questions from Fantasy Football Stardom or Sidham on Facebook, who you can always find in our show notes. The link right mm. to them. We are there. We're always looking, and here's some proof that we're looking. We're we're seeing. We're answering. And uh, one of the first ones is another keeper one. I guess straight up, who are you keeping, Barkley or Ezekiel Elliott? Uh, I mean, it's just a one-year keeper. Like I don't know. I, I guess if it's a dynasty keep, or you can just keep keeping. <laughs> I would probably just go with Barkley. But I mean, whew, I mean, if it's you're just talking about one year, that is a coin toss. Like, yes. Do you have faith that Saquon Barkley can be the focal point of the offense when Odell Beckham is not there? Do you think he's going to get another 70, 80 catches? Do you think that the Giants offense is going to score enough to keep him busy? Are they going to be throwing to Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard? I'd probably still go in with Barkley because it seems a little, I don't know. Zeke almost does seem safer, doesn't it? It does. You know what you're going to get out of Zeke. Barkley, you think you know, and you have a pretty good inclination of what he's going to do. But like you said, he doesn't have OBJ sitting on the other side, and maybe that does change some things. But I, to me, it's such a coin toss. It's really not even much of a question to me. I just, I'd almost not even, I'd just pick the guy you like the most. 
It, it all depends on how you view certain fantasy football tropes. Like yeah. Zeke has had so many carries in the last few years. Do you think he's going to run out of steam? Is he going to get an no. injury because he's been used so much? Or do you think Barkley is just that good where he's going to command all the offense, you know, a la David Johnson from a couple of years ago? Is he just going to have everything thrown his way even when they're trailing in games? That's what I mean. It's very possible. But to me, I'd probably just go with the safer person who has been extremely consistent, like beyond consistent, and that's Ezekiel Elliott. And again, not saying that Barkley isn't consistent. He was consistent last year. But that's it. I mean, that's the only year he's played in the NFL. And I've seen a lot of consistency coming out of Zeke, so I'd probably still go there. Just me, though. It's it's still another coin toss decision. Yep. At this point in the year, I would probably go Saquon, only because I know, no matter what, I would still be able to trade him before the season started if I didn't feel confident of him or if I just got such an excellent you know, haul thrown my way, but yeah, it's, I, mean, what's going, I guess my question to you is what would hap, have to happen for Zeke not to be able to be a big trade value before the season? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I just, <laughs> I just think cause Saquon is the newest toy in the fantasy football yeah. industry like right that. now that he has a little bit more value because he's more exciting. He was a rookie last year, and everybody expects him to do exactly what he did again this year. So I think he would come in just slightly more. But again, Isn't there you, usually a, a sophomore like blues or something like that. Didn't uh, Gurley have a little bit of that? Well, <laughs> that was um, uh, Jeff Fisher. That was his fault. No, I understand. <laughs> But it's not. He's not the only one to have have the sophomore blues after having a really good rookie no, season. No, he's not. He's not. But, All right, let's move along to an interesting trade uh, in a dynasty league. This person was offered James Conner, AJ Green, and the one hundred eight rookie pick. Conner, okay. AJ Green, one hundred eight rookie pick for his Michael Thomas, Derrick Henry, and a third round rookie pick. Um, you, you get James Conner and a 108. What was the other person? And A.J. Green. You got to go with that, I think. I mean, Michael Thomas is awesome, but A.J. Green ain't that much worse. Who else was the other one on the Michael Thomas side? A Derrick Henry in a third round. Ooh. Oh, um, that's tough. I'm still going. I don't have a lot of trust in James Conner as much <laughs> as other people do this year, but. I'm still probably going with the James Conner, A.J. Green, and then 108. No. 108 could be something of value. If this were just a straight-up, like just a keeper league that you don't get to keep everybody forever, that's probably the side I would go. But being it right. is a it's dynasty fun. league, I like Michael Thomas over A.J. Green, obviously, because you get to keep him forever. Oh, he, he said it was a dynasty Yes. League. Oh, I'm sorry. I just thought this was a uh, – okay, that's fine. Let's go. So then I <laughs> I would take one more chance with Derrick Henry. <laughs> I mean, it's signs are pointing up, and that's why when you said Derrick Henry, I was like, oh, well, this kind of throws a little wrench into it because Michael Thomas is the third-ish best wide receiver in the game. A.J. Green used to be, 
he's not anymore, so he's dropped his game a little bit. But James Conner, I guess what you have to do is you got James Conner and Derrick Henry. How do you rate them? I really don't think I rate them too far away from each other. No, it's it's difficult because I believe James Conner is going to have a better season than Derrick Henry. But then you have to look at AJ Green and Michael Thomas, and I think Michael Thomas is a considerable. Uh, bit amount higher than AJ Green although I think they're both going to have good years but then that's what that's where it throws a little bit of a wrench into it that 108 is a little more valuable than that third round pick so yes I, it's tough but I would I I see both sides of the argument I probably now knowing that it's a dynasty I'd <laughs> probably stay with Michael Thomas uh, now what's funny is uh, there was 102 votes in this poll and sure. 65 people said they wanted Connor Green in the 108. So the other 37 said keep Thomas Henry in the third round pick, which is what I was saying. And the a creator of this poll said, okay, guys, it's tough, but I'm probably going to stick with what I have, which is Michael Thomas, Derrick Henry right. in the third round rookie pick. So I think he had some maybe some feelings that he already liked Michael Thomas and Derrick Henry more, and he just Sometimes you throw a poll out there <laughs> just to see if anybody else is on your side. And if you do get some people to be on your side, but all right, I just I had to make sure I wasn't going crazy. That is true. That is true. Uh, here's another interesting uh, trade. Full PPR Dynasty League. Do you want the 1.2 rookie pick, Sony Michelle and Curtis Samuel, or do you want... Devonte Adams, Tevin Coleman, and Tariq Cohen. Oh, that's that's, that's not even a question. <laughs> you're right. You're Devontae right. Adams, I threw a big Devontae one in Adams, there. It was overwhelmingly Devonte Adams, Tevin Coleman, oh, and Tariq that's, Cohen. That's in, that's insane. Yes. I don't care what you get with the 102 pick. I mean, that's, <laughs> these guys are way better than the ones you just threw out there on the other side of that ball. Yeah, uh, this uh, person says, I keep running into the same predicament. Fourth-round running back, Marlon Mack or Damian Williams? Fourth-round, Marlon Mack or Damian, oh, oh. Um, <laughs> Another couple of running backs that have their own sets of issues. This, uh, I kind of think, <laughs> it's, <laughs> I, I think the Colts might do something in the running back. I don't think they're done. I think they still want to get somebody else there. So I'm going to say Damian Williams. But it's a tough one because I think that if Marlon Mack plays the whole year and he's the number one guy, that he's going to have a better season. But I'm not sure that's going to happen. Here's the problem. It is April 11th. <laughs> yes, yes. And we don't know what the Chiefs are going to do in the draft. Uh, you right. know, they got Carlos Hyde, but he's really just kind of a role player at this point. Mm-hmm. If the Chiefs do nothing else and don't draft a running back that seems like he could, you know, take off, Damian Williams is probably the better pick there. But right. Marlon Mack might be the safer pick. Just because I think running backs are sort of interchangeable in Kansas City right now. Yeah, 
It's really going to depend on another thing, and we already discussed this a little bit, and it's if Tyreek Hill is coming back. I mean, if they don't really have anybody to throw to besides Sammy Watkins and Travis Kelsey, they're going to cover them, and they're not going to be as open as you want them to be, and then they're going to focus on that running game, and that will really put a damper on Damian Williams' production, which I think is where Carlos Hyde would probably come into the picture. Yeah. And that's why I'm a little higher on Hyde than most people probably. So. It's a tough one, but I, I definitely understand both sides of the argument. All right, let's move on over to Sleeper and get a couple of interesting questions here. The first one I liked, I saw was, I have Carrion Johnson and C.J. Anderson, and I was offered Aaron Jones and the 203 and 206 for Carrion. Doesn't sound like he wants both. He just wants Carrion Johnson. So he'd get to keep C.J. Anderson if he did this deal. I like it. I do too. I like it. I think I think you take the young, hopeful draft picks and you take uh, uh, Jones and you say this is pretty much a replacement for Carrion Johnson. I don't know how great Carrion's going to be, but I think Aaron Jones would probably have a decent year, decent enough to where it's going to be about the same as Carrion Johnson, I would assume. Uh, on a slight side note, Aaron Rodgers said that Aaron Jones was looking good. He was the most athletic yeah. guy with a bit of a belly that he's ever played with or something similar <laughs> to that. So uh, take that for what it's worth. But, yeah, I would definitely take the Aaron Jones side in that. Probably. Did, did, did Aaron Rodgers just say that Aaron Jones was horrible and, and he was the worst <laughs> person in the world? Yes, we are. We are now running a smear campaign on Aaron Rodgers on Fantasy Fuel here. Oh, boy. Uh, That may be a Fantasy Fuel on the Fire episode when I have time to record one because there is a lot to dissect about that article about Aaron Rodgers and everything that he has finally came back and defended himself with. So, But that is for another time and another place. Uh, Another question on Sleeper. I get Joe Mixon and the 2019 108. I would give Sony Michelle, Rashad Penny, and Paul Richardson. That seems like a no-brainer to me. Am I missing something here? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) (laughs) Some of these questions are kind of like, okay, well, I mean, if you don't exactly know what what you're doing here, you probably should move on but yeah that's pretty simple to dissect there okay all right just wanted to make sure i wasn't (laughs) missing anything because joe mixon has been a second round pick overall and you're getting a 108 in the rookie draft and sony michelle is what a third fourth round pick rashad penny's the backup to chris carson still and paul richardson is paul richardson (laughs) (laughs) That is the that is a great point. Okay, well, Paul Richardson is Paul Richardson. <laughs> I don't know that's, what else to say. The best analysis I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Thank you, Not I appreciate it. Uh, here's a very very good one. I can keep two of the following receivers. Need help: Dante Pettis, Geronimo Allison, Sterling Shepard, Traquan Smith, Michael Gallup. You can keep two. Two. 
Um, what was those the last two? I know Gallup was one. What was the other one? Traquan Smith. Okay. I'm probably going with. I'm going with Gallup. I think. And then there's Pettis, and who else was there? Uh, Sterling Shepard and Geronimo Allison. Ooh, um, probably Shepard. Uh, that's tough because I, I have a lot of faith in Pettis, and I have some faith in Geronimo Allison as well, but probably less than Geronimo because they have a lot of other guys there that they probably expect to step up at some point. But I'm probably going Shepard and um, – wow, I just completely forgot the first <laughs> one that I selected. Gallup. Cobb, look. Not Dallas Goddard. I do this every time. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Michael Gallup. If he didn't have a G in his name, it would have been perfectly easy to, uh, to figure out. But, whatever you okay. need to tell yourself. It's Gallup and Shepard for me. All right. Well, I'm definitely on Shepard. These guys are all like wide receiver threes in fantasy, and Traquan Smith is a total wild card still. I mean, yeah. if you could keep him forever and you were playing for the future, maybe you go with Traquan Smith, but I really don't think he's in the conversation. Um, me being an Eagles fan, I just I hope Gallup sucks, but <laughs> he, <laughs> He's not a bad keeper. Um, I think Dante Pettis would be my other one in this one. Yeah. Just because I think he's he's going to have to be the guy in San Francisco now. Because. I agree. It's, yeah. He's, he's just going to have to be. So. But, uh, yeah. I think that he's just got. He's still got some work he's got to do. I think Gallup is a lot closer to being. I know they want him to be the number one on that team. So I think he's a lot closer than being to be an a number one receiver than Dante Pettis is. All right. Let's do one more on sleeper. And this is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. It's a half point PPR. Okay. Two running backs, two wide receivers and two flex. So you only have to play two wide receivers. Keep that in mind. Right. He would be giving up Alvin Kamara. In, in return, he would be getting Julio Jones and Leonard Fournette. He also says he has Saquon and James Conner already on his team. It would help oh. if we knew what his other wide receivers were. Yes, that would be very helpful. Uh, if we If we don't have that information, it really becomes difficult to make this. Because, I mean, at this point, why would you trade if you have – three really solid at least you would think really solid solid running backs that you can play every single week yes so i don't know if we can really go any further i mean you can do the trade but do you have to i guess is the question i mean because you can have two flex so you can play all three of those running backs every single week and i think you're gonna get more points per game out of kamara in the end than Julio and you're obviously if you would get Fournette back as well but that's just such a headache and I don't it really does depend though to me on whether or not he's got absolute garbage at the wide receiver position yeah because Julio would be a big step up there but if he has nothing if his best receiver is Robbie Anderson he's got to get Julio on it yeah that is true 
but I don't know. I, we have that's the problem with some of these questions. They don't. They're not. They're extremely vague, and we can't get a <laughs> a definite. Uh, what's the word? Answer, I guess, out of the the way they're describing these teams. Yes, uh, which brings up the perfect point. Everybody out there, we've got so much time before the season begins mm-hmm. that we're going to have so many questions that we can answer and we want to answer them. So just remember, please give us all the information that you <laughs> yes. possibly can. If you hit us up on Twitter at fantasy fuel or facebook.com slash fantasy fuel, or even on the Facebook fantasy football starter Mercedes page, any one of those places, give us as much information as you possibly can. And we will give you, the most informed answer that we can do. Now that leads me to the information. uh, Sorry. Even (laughs) if the information seems silly, yeah, you pretty much just, just say it. Yeah. There's never, it's never bad to be as descriptive as possible. It is never bad to give more information than you need. Right. And all of this leads us to pole sports. And the closer it gets to fantasy season, the more questions you are going to have about who to start. Should I make this trade? Should I make a waiver? And the perfect place for that is going to be on the Paul sports app, Pulsports.com. You can find a referral link in our show notes. This app is, is going to be amazing. It is real time advice. So, it's 11.30, and this is central time. I know not all the games start at noon for you guys across the country. If you're listening <laughs> in California, it's 10 a.m. So in California, it is 9.45 a.m., and you don't know who to start. You will pop in, should I start Sterling Shepard or Michael Gallup? And you will get real-time results in five minutes. You might have hundreds, if not thousands of people hopefully chiming in and telling you this is who I would take and you'll get that information and you won't have to wait. You know, if you go on Twitter, which it can be a fine tool, you can put a poll on there, but sometimes people don't see it. So why not put your faith in poll sports? Again, you can find that link in our show notes and you can sign up now and you will be ready to go when that app goes live and you'll be right there with Fantasy Fuel, Tom and I will both be on there, and you will see who we're voting for, hopefully at some point in the future, which will be very, very cool. But yes, we're we're hyped up for it, and I hope you will be too. Do you have any last thoughts, Mr. Tuttle? Just a little bit on the uh, poll sports. Um, like you said, you can go, always go on Twitter and whatever, but Twitter wasn't made for fantasy football. Poll sports is going to be made specifically for your questions about fantasy football. So I would suggest you go somewhere where they actually care about fantasy football. Twitter does not. So (laughs) that's all. (laughs) All right. I couldn't have put it any better myself. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed some questions and answers and trade questions and all that good stuff uh we love answering those questions and you can do that on all those previously mentioned social media aspects we also have a phone number like jordan from colorado used this week 608-492-3443 you can find all that stuff in the show notes and uh please give us a little rating on apple podcasts or pod chaser if you're finding it there 
Uh, we appreciate it. It helps us get noticed. And don't forget, stay fueled up this off season. <laughs>